0: hi and welcome to a very special edition of harder brunch podcast uh first of all i apologize for my voice i have been hit with the allergy it is the allergy season uh I'm a little stuffy so i apologize however we have a very exciting day today because today we're celebrating fall of the patriarchy and we're celebrating with some of indianapolis best uh chefs and home cooks <laughs> uh uh all women chefs. That oops, all women is what I just call it. <laughs> oops, all women. Oops, all women. Okay. Uh, so some of the some of the best and brightest uh, have come together to make this amazing uh, menu today, and uh, that's about enough man's man's We'll just uh, have the the women uh, introduce themselves and the dishes they did. Starting with our first celebrity chef,
1: Grace Seibert. There it is. Yeah, I didn't want you to say my last name. You said it wrong earlier in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. So. Ooh, that Thank was you. that was the patriarchy sleep, mm-hmm. s- slipping through.
1: Yeah. One point, women. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: uh, but I, so I started the meal. I used some turnips, cubed up. Turn up for what? Tur-
0: All right. Sorry. That's it. I'm done. Ben! Yeah. Ben! Yes.
1: So as I was saying, uh, turnips cooked in my mothered. Saved carnitas lard with lots of other things that have been cooked in it, so real fat, real savory. And then I've been experimenting with um, like natural dyes and things that are really good for you, like ingredients that are good for you, based off of my last dinner party that I did. And I made like a fluffy, um, bright yellow turmeric olive aioli. Uh, on top of that, with so good green olives, yeah, marigold and fried mustard greens. I don't think mustard greens get enough. Attention!
0: I love the saltiness of the olive with the saltiness of the of the green. Yeah, salt. Um, That's salt. It definitely was like it definitely was like a like a, ele- a elevated scramble. You know, like a elevated like 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 the fanciest hash I've ever had.
1: Thank you. It was yeah. An experiment, it was and I'm happy with it. It was great. Appreciate
0: it. Yeah, I don't want to say what I thought about it.
2: Thank you. Because it, no. no. <laughs> I thought no, I thought it was great. Like in the texture of um, what was whatever was in there, it almost had. She just told you. Well, you know. <laughs> she just. Explained I was it? He didn't hear it. <laughs> well, no, there was there was a certain thing that I might not be able to differentiate. Just
1: certain
2: thing. And and next, it was so good. Thank you so much. Right,
1: I that means a lot.
2: Grace, it was great. <laughs> oh no, she's leaving she's leaving the studio
0: i feel like this is like the old episodes when chris king would try to guess what, what the foods that i made and he'd be like what was that hot dog stew it was real good
2: no the, 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 there was something with the texture we're not
0: roasting the celebrity chefs here just, no like we're I, thanking them for the meal that they made yeah us.
2: well i would like to thank people in my way okay okay and there was like a like it would there was no fish in there there was no meat but like I was thinking, if I was if I was vegan, if I was vegan, yeah. I would be like, oh, this is you would this would be offended. No, this this does everything justice. It's great. Oh, you were saying it was like, like it would make me not miss me. I'm like I could uh, eat this often. Is what I was trying to say.
0: Super savory. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then uh, our our next. Oh, uh, yeah. And then we had a uh, go go ahead. Uh, I was not ready. I'm sorry, Britney. Go ahead. Go ahead with your course.
3: Well, you had, uh, I can help you intro that one. You had. Uh, I got it. Yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Sorry. We're doing great. Uh, we had matzo ball soup, uh, two ways, matzo ball soup, matzo ball soup dumpling with confit chicken thighs, farmed carrots, fennel, uh, silk chili, and mauled salt brought to you by My Jewish Chef, and it was wonderful.
4: Delicious.
3: I'm Brittany Baxter, uh, creator of The uh, Hey, with Eats A Real, was on this fine podcast last April when Chris King was trying to guess what that dish was. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't cook then, but I got to cook today and I made a uh, sliced eggplant, long ways, and we, I air fried it because we love a good air fryer. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to hate it, but I love the air fryer. Uh, makes everything so fast and crispy. Mm. And then did the brand new Amaze Ball pizza, smeared on the eggplant, and rolled those bad boys up for a tasty dish. So
2: nice. Delicious.
3: Yeah, you liked it?
2: Oh, I loved it.
3: Another vegan option? I'm not vegan. That's why it tastes so yeah.
2: good. Yeah. And everybody knows I'm not vegan, but I would do that and again and again and You'd again. You'd do my balls? Did you say do your balls? You would
3: do my balls over and over.
2: Is that one of your phrases? I'll say that to promote. Sure. Balls. Yeah, I'll do your balls.
3: I like to uh, ask people at the farmers market if they'd like to taste my balls. I love that. Yeah. So
2: it's very catchy.
3: We got a new uh, we got a new amaze ball coming out. Come and find us collab with eighth day celery What is it? It's a cherry bourbon cocoa. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Thank you so much, you guys.
0: Yeah. I I, I, I gotta say. These spreads, I mean, it's kind of one it's like. It's almost like cheating using your own product. I don't know. It's like next time, be like, I want, I want to eat it because it's so good. But I feel like it was cheat code. You're just, you I'll put, do you a can, whole
3: menu with all my spreads. You
0: can put that on anything, and it's gonna, it's gonna be delicious. Yeah. Listen, I, I was able to do like a little quick show
2: with her at the, uh, the. What was it? We were at the, that field, that baseball field. I literally Baby can't, Oh, brunch. Harder brunch. <laughs> brunch. No,
3: no. That's where I'm Baby at right now. Brunch. Baby Got Brunch.
2: We were yeah. at Baby Got Brunch, and so many people were telling me about how much they love the Amaze Yeah, You have a great product. I support it
3: Thank 100%. You. Yeah, we did a carrot locks that day. It was so good. Delightful.
0: You're killing it.
3: Call me anytime, guys.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for being Thank on the, you. the uh, Fall of the Patriarchy episode. Now, speaking of patriarchy, <laughs> <laughs> empowerment. Uh, home uh, comedian, registered nurse. <laughs>
5: I'm a nurse practitioner. Thank <laughs> you very much.
0: Well, did you register that? I don't know how it works. <laughs> Are you an unregistered <laughs> nurse? <laughs> Ooh.
5: No, I'm, I'm still registered, registered offender, and <laughs> registered nurse offender, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and most importantly, home cook, <laughs> <laughs> Gwen uncle.
5: Home cook, Gwen uncle. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know how I got invited to make a dish, um, in this. Great cavalcade of, of uh, celebrity chefs, but I made a um, mother and child reunion fried chicken, um, which had a uh, so it was fried chicken legs with um, a salted duck egg sauce and braised collard greens, and I made that because um, it made me th- think of my mom because I was vegan for many many years, but once a year um, I would I would break edge. Mm. And my mom and I would go out for a secret shame fried chicken dinner nice. <laughs> once a year um, while I was vegan. And um, so it's a special memory with her.
0: That's awesome. Did you know that there was duck egg in it?
2: No, I did not know there was duck egg in that. Mm-hmm. And I should have known. Yeah. Because Gwen is uh, privy to the game. She yeah. understands. She knows. She knows there's a secret mm-hmm. duck egg. She knows.
0: In yeah. every... Of
5: yeah. And um, that the Paul Simon's song, Mother and Child Reunion, oh. uh, he got the title for that song because he was eating at a diner one morning and they had a dish with a chicken with an egg on top of it called Mother and Child Reunion. What? Yeah.
0: Wow. This was a deep cut.
5: It was. that had a lot going on there. Wow.
0: Uh, so Honestly, like, and I'm not blowing smoke up here, I can't remember the last time I had fried chicken that good. Oh, stop. I ahead. really can't. Like, fried oh, chicken with... There's yeah, a uh, All very sweet things. I feel like there's a window with fried chicken, you know, like of before it like starts to degrade.
5: Well you were a real enabler on this recipe because I was like, Dyke, should I fry this in lard? And he was like, Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> And Wait, I was like, All right, I will
2: Can we go back to the degrading chicken? What are you talking about
0: that? Like, I feel like chicken after I don't know, like Chicken after a while, even like sometimes when I go out to restaurants to get like chicken and waffles and stuff, it's just like the chicken's been so sitting there a while. Yeah, just under a heat lamp or something. Mm-hmm. And like this was still juicy. Like you want, you I mean, fried chicken. You want, you know, crunchy on the outside, juicy, and delicious on the inside. And it's like sometimes when I eat fried chicken, I'm always a little disappointed. You know, like oh, yeah, it's gonna be better.
5: Yeah, I was frying that one piece at a time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: What I'm my calling single begging, cast iron begging for allergy medicine she's like yeah I'll
0: get right on that night when I'm not pan frying chicken to order, <laughs> to order.
6: <laughs>
0: yeah it was delicious <laughs> thank you so you. much thank you thank really you knocked it out me. of the park and if I hadn't called you a home cook I think everyone would have thought you were a chef ah! Yeah,
5: don't put that kind of pressure you're,
0: chef, you're a chef in my book <laughs> you are a chef in his book
5: the bar has been lowered
0: yeah <laughs> And then uh, a very special uh, interpreter for our uh, <laughs> vocally challenged uh, chef. You know her. You love her. She's the meat king of Heart of Brunch. Yay! Oh, the meat king is here. Uh, she, she blew out her voice, unfortunately. So Bridget, her and peace be upon her. Uh, Grace is going to uh, uh, say what Bridget made.
1: Yeah, Bridget wrote this up. So I'm just going to read directly what she said. Because it was amazing, but I'm also going to add a little, like, annotation, personal annotation. Yeah. It was a giant, this is, she didn't say this, it was a giant charcuterie board, round charcuterie board. It looked like it was cut directly from, like, a tree stump. It was awesome. But it's completely full to the brim. This is what she said. I wanted to draw inspiration from all the women who taught me to cook. I made a banana walnut bread that my grandmother on my mother's side used to make. A zucchini walnut bread from my grandmother on my father's side, which is was the most moist like cakes that I've ever like breads that I've ever like zucchini breads. They're always moist, but this one was like superior, superior. The first female chef I worked under taught me to make her mom's fudge caramel ganache brownies, fudge caramel ganache brownies. So I made those. And when I started running my own kitchens and creating menus, I wanted to foster an environment where everyone felt included and could be creative. And I found the things I loved putting on menus were shareable dishes that stirred up nostalgia and feelings of community. Beautiful. So I put all these thoughts together on a dessert charcuterie board and some of my favorite local fruits and cheeses and some jams, homemade cinnamon butters, and pumpkin nutmeg cheese spreads. I, I, wish, mean, I, mean,
0: I wish you could always be Bridget's interpreter. Like, yeah, that was,
2: that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really good. Wait, she made the brownies too?
1: Yeah, she made all of it. Oh my well, gosh. besides the grapes, you know, like, you know, and the cheesy
2: Yeah, you didn't <laughs> make the grapes. <laughs> I knew you were Why are you?
0: Sp- she's a professional baking and pastry chef. Why are you
2: surprised that she made those? Dyke, I saw those brownies and they look store bought.
5: They're not. They did look so perfect. They look
2: so perfect. Yeah. That's not a diss. They look so perfect. And and she's brought store-bought stuff to the house before. So yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure. So I wasn't
0: sure. We didn't need to bring that up on Follow the Patriarchy Day. That's-
3: I wasn't
0: sure if
2: it was store-bought.
0: Maybe it was. It uh, looked good. You
3: know what? I can barely (laughs) talk right now. This is absolutely ridiculous. That on today of all days, I am a professional pastry chef. So you know what? If if things I bring look good, it's because I have years and years of schooling, and I have worked in many professional kitchens, and I am a goddamn professional bitch. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, since this is the fall of the patriarchy, I'll let her call me a bitch. <laughs> All she wants. And
0: uh, have you ever got cussed out by Mickey Mouse before? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is <deserves> our applause break. <laughs> 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 that was good. I will also say, in 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 my defense, I don't need to make a defense. I just was confused
0: that one time. What was it? No, she, let's. Not, no, we're we're no, not. We're not. We're not going to no. stick. I know you're not going to stick the landing no. on this. I have no faith in it. I do. I do want to real quick. Exact. No, no, that's not what we're doing today. This is not the Castle. day for it. I thought it was fall.
2: No. I thought it was fall of the patriarchy, meaning the the, the patriarchy gets to speak during fall
0: because <laughs> it's fall. Oh, like all autumn right. of the. No, in all seriousness, uh, I do want to thank uh, all the women that uh, came here today. Yeah. Uh, you guys uh really do make uh harder brunch better uh you make our show better you make us better uh i'm glad to have you all around especially the ogs that have been around since since day one and our new friends uh, and also uh you guys are all amazing chefs so it's really good to sit back and eat your food and uh have a nice treat day so yeah this is great uh thank you guys so much and uh let's start the show
1: Yeah, Bobby. Ooh. I'm eating brunch with my people, though. Homie just cooked up a feast and we about to eat it, bro. bro. Fucked around and had to mix the lobster with the poutine. Yeah. Daddy is rolling well blue dream and boys got down a routine. It's town culture. Yeah. Cooking seven courses. Had to pass the torture, now I'm grabbing second Porsche. And so sit back, and relax, grab a drink and a smoke. It's hard to brunch on the way and get prepared for the jokes. Bro. Bro. It's hard to brunch, yeah.
4: Hey
0: hey! Welcome to the Harder Brunch podcast. I'm your host Zach Michaels with a brand new theme song by Sirius Black. Hey! Oh my God! Uh, The beat by Bobby Trill. Woo! And you know who produced that joint? Uh, Yeah, I know who produced that. The Sauce Boss of Indianapolis. Shout out! (laughs) Last Wolf Dragon Zach Rhodes. Shout out! Hey there! Uh, Great job!
7: (laughs) Yeah, no, I felt very happy about it. I still need to get back some of the critiques from Bobby and tweak it a little bit. But no, like for my first go at like producing actual music track, of course it was all made for me, but
0: yeah. Well, I like your uh, thinking of just say yes. You know, you just were like, can it, can you do this? Yes.
7: Yeah, no, and, I definitely did that.
0: And then I felt like you just pushed, pushed a bunch of buttons. You look like me when I was playing street fighter as a little, like a little kid, you were just tapping all these buttons.
7: I was trying so hard to keep a serious face. <laughs> And when he said things, be we like, "Hey, pull this up, do this, loop this," and just be like, "Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about."
0: Shout out and big thanks to uh a local musical legend, Serious Black, for right. the theme song.
2: I mean, oh, the first it. time producing it is, is for Serious Black. Yeah, you
7: set uh, the bar pretty high, Zach. Yeah, it's going to be hard to go do anything else. Like, I mean, I'm not doing anything for you guys because yeah, you're no. way below my level now. <laughs> yeah.
0: now. Now you're slubbing it. Back to the slubs. And uh, with me, as always, my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slappy, pappy, went Uh And very special guest with us in studio, uh, celebrity chef Jenna Unruh. Thank you,
6: thank you. Woo. Uh, welcome celebrity to the, chef. Wow, uh,
0: welcome, a... welcome to the program. <laughs>
6: thank you.
0: <laughs> I feel like you are a a, lo- a local celebrity. Really? Well, because I remember when I first met you, uh, you were being introduced as the pie lady. Yes. Because you were a uh, chef to a local celebrity.
6: Yes, that is true. Uh,
0: uh, Tom from Bob and Tom Show.
6: You are correct, yeah. How
0: did that come uh, come, out,
6: um, come about? Well, I always wanted to kind of start making pies and um, wanted to start this company called Heirloom Craft. Um, never came about, but that's another conversation. Uh, but Basically, a friend of mine knew about it and said, hey, are you still trying to start your business? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I have a friend that needs some pies for Thanksgiving. He missed the deadline of the place that he normally orders pies for. And this is like two days before Thanksgiving. And I said, okay, sure. You know, I'll make him some pies. And then he says, all right, cool. Here's his phone number. His name's Tom Griswold. Hey. hey. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that person. Okay. Uh, So I called Tom and he said, okay, well, what's on your menu? And I'm like, well don't have a menu um what do you want and he said well I really like an apple pie and I said okay I can do that and just kind of continued and um we met in the parking lot of um kind of where three Wisemen used to be and just did a pie deal in the parking lot. <laughs> shady pie drop <laughs> yeah, off yeah for sure 100% that. And then it just stuck. And so I became his pie lady and
0: Can you imagine at? if you were like a cop, like in a parking lot, you're like, What's going on over there? And <laughs> right. then you go and it's and it's Tom from Bob and Tom like yeah. buying right. pies.
6: <laughs> well, and I had always heard of Tom, but I didn't know what he looked like, and so I'm kind of just wandering around this Random parking lot at night, you know, looking for an old guy to, <laughs> to give some pie to. It was just very random. Uh,
0: but then did he, I mean, obviously it was a hit, but then did he talk about you on the radio? Was he it like, has, okay. yes.
6: Um, so the job that I used to work, um, I would go in about noon and work nights. And my husband, uh, he works in the mornings, and so he always listens to the Bob and Tom show. And my phone starts blowing up. And I'm like, what is wrong? I'm still asleep. And he's like, you're being talked about on national radio right now. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, they're talking about the the pie lady. So that's it was, amazing. It
0: was surreal. Yeah, and that's 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 our perfect uh, like uh, the intersection of comedy and and cooking. I feel like is the the whole point of this podcast. So that's that's a great kind of origin story. Uh, you were making like, weren't you making like mini pies at one point, or was that just for like?
6: No, I've never done mini pies. Oh. Um, yeah, that's a lot more. Um, I was doing something called a pie bar. Um, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. A yeah. pie bar? pie bar, yeah. Um, we were invited to someone's house. It was build Your Own Pie. It was, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, someone's house, and I didn't really know what to bring, and I was like, I want to bring pie, but I can't really decide on a flavor, and so I said, why don't I just put all the fillings in a jar and then bake off all the crust and just put it on the side, and then you can build your own pie what? using all the different fillings. Yeah. And uh, we tried that a few times, and it sounds great in theory, but it doesn't work as well as you would yeah. think. Um, you know, the pie crust, you want it to be flaky, um, and if it's in this giant bowl with a bunch of other pie crust, it kind of uh, tends to fall apart. Mm. And, um, all the fillings, you know, some of them have to be refrigerated, some of them are better warm, uh, so it, mm. it sounds great, but i'm, I'm really glad
0: work. that you downplayed it because as soon as you started saying it i was like now i have to get this for him for his birthday <laughs> yeah no i would do his pie. eyes light up when <laughs> it was a pie bar well yeah. i'm a big pastry fan i like
2: pies the pastry boy i'm a pastry boy that's what i'm known as and i would go there i would just like give me an apple pie neat like <laughs> yeah. that's how i'd go to a pie bar
6: right yeah that's fair just go up with a spoon <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: and so what? when was the uh, transition from you just slinging pies in an alley to celebrities <laughs> to uh, being the owner-operator of Four Birds Bakery?
6: That was in August of 2017. Okay. So um, Four Birds Bakery started out of the home of H2O Sushi, and I got to know the owners really well just from being a customer and, uh, they told me that they were selling the business and I congratulated them, hope that, you know, somebody takes it over and continues it a couple of weeks go by. And they said, we want you to buy the business. And I said, well, unless you want it for 20 bucks, I'm not really your person. Yeah. Um, you know, we just bought a house and it just was not great timing. I wasn't planning on buying a business and they encouraged me to, you know, see if I could come up with some funding for it. And I went to several banks and they all said, no. And a friend of mine suggested that I talk to the people at Hotel Tango, said that they had some great luck with a nearby bank. So I went up to Merchants Bank of Indiana and um, took samples, and they said yes.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you sealed the deal with food?
6: With food, yes, 100%. I didn't
0: even know there was an option. I didn't know you could take...
6: I mean, I thought about it, and I'm like, if you want to invest a lot of money in something, you probably want to know what it tastes like. So so I brought food and um, went back to the owners and said, okay, this is how much I have. And they said great, see if you can double it. And I was like, uh, okay. And I thought, you know what? Worst case scenario, they're going to say no. Yeah. So I went back to the bank and I said, okay, well, the owners want me to double it. And they said, okay.
0: So now what did that come with? That came with, besides the name, obviously, but did that come with like a bunch of banking equipment? And so
6: like- I bought the business on a Friday and was turnkey on Monday and started with employees, recipes, oh, the wow. kitchen, clients i mean literally i stepped into their shoes and started running a business
2: wow that is super amazing pretty lucky
6: oh my gosh so lucky like it, that never happens like i told you off air i was waiting you know to be punked because i was just like a no bank is just gonna say yes B, right. no bank is gonna say that they'll double it and then see how am i really gonna walk into a business that's already existing and just own it
0: well I, I will say this because i know that you won't but you really, like, no one, I never heard of Four Birds until you took over. Really? And you have, like, taken it through the stratosphere. Like, Thank you. I, I mean, I don't know the business side of it, but obviously the, like, the, the food side of it. And I'm sure you have to, like, keep keep the books and everything in order. But, like, you've made Four Birds the Four Birds that it is today. Thank you very much. And that means a lot. I think I think one of the best bakeries in the Midwest—
6: really like, wow yeah definitely that just gave me the chills thank you <laughs> that's
0: i mean it's something that like if i go into a place and they have four birds they're like okay these these people know what they're doing yeah
6: Thanks. and you
0: were kind of operating with like uh like at first like you didn't have a store for it, right
6: that is correct um they didn't have a kitchen uh, they obviously knew that they wanted to sell it so they had looked at a couple other kitchens but since they were going to sell they decided not to sign the lease on anything and Um, I was operating out of a friend of theirs, their restaurant in the kitchen, and uh, they ran a lunch business, and I had to have all of the ovens out of the way of the hotline by 10 (laughs) a.m., and that entailed moving a double-decker oven uh, on wheels, disconnecting the gas line, setting up the oven again, and then when I was done, I had to move that across the kitchen back to where it was kept, and then put their range back in place make sure the gas lines were connected (laughs) and I had to be done baking by 10 AM. So,
0: wow. Yeah. Now, do you keep more like traditional like baker's hours now or do you get to still set your, your hours?
6: So when I took over four birds, the biggest thing that I wanted was kind of life balance. Um, if I wanted to do something, I didn't want to have to say, I'm sorry, I can't because I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning or whatever. So we decided not to have a retail store. And a lot of people said, oh, give it a year. You're going to have a retail spot. Well, we don't. Um, we have retail hours on Fridays only because people ask for them enough. But during the week, we have people that come in at 6 a.m. We have people that come in at 8 a.m. And I'm of the mindset if, you know, some people are morning people. And in the afternoon hours, their brain is like, I'm done. I'm fried. Yeah. <laughs> I mm-hmm. need to go home. And so I want those people to come in at 6 a.m. And then we have some people who aren't morning people and are not their best. And so I tell them to come in at 8 a.m. And so we're super flexible. Um, We really try to make sure that people operate when they are at their best. Um, And if we want to take off for the whole weekend for Thanksgiving or something, we just get everything done Monday through Wednesday. And then everybody has off Thursday to Sunday.
2: So, i love that yeah. i do have a question yeah what do the four birds stand for
6: that is a big question so um <laughs> uh, the four birds stand for four kids and um eli and nicole the previous owners they have four children uh, and we okay. thought about changing the name but people so were, one bird <laughs> right uh, we didn't have one bird at that time oh, but okay. um But, you know, the branding was there. People knew it. And we just thought it would be too messy to change it. So we kept it with four birds. And we do only have one child right now. Um, No plan to have four.
0: So I, uh, when I worked at, well, any place I've worked at that sold, if (laughs) they would ask me, they're like, what's four birds mean? I go, oh, there's four birds baked into each one. Oh, nice. And then I offer no follow up. I walk away. We
6: do have some people at the farmer's markets that will say, are these really for birds? Oh. I'm sorry, I should not have done that <laughs> while you were taking a drink. but Yeah, bird, but yes. bird cookies. Yeah, yeah. They think that it is for bird consumption. I'm so. sure
2: birds like that. Well, what type of eggs do you use in these cookies?
6: <laughs> right? I mean, we use chicken eggs.
2: So,
0: okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, chicken birds. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said real quick because I think it's very important. And it's a very simple thing that you just don't hear a lot. And it's uh, taking note of that work life balance and also extending that to your employees. And I think that's so important when you were just like, I want people to work. I want people to be at their best when they're at work. Right. I mean, on the one hand, you know, that is kind of like, okay, you know, it makes the most sense for your business. But you're just also extending that courtesy to employees of just like, I've had jobs where I had had to be somewhere early. Mm -hmm. It was miserable. My brain does not function well early in the morning. My brain doesn't function well at all (laughs) anytime, but especially early in the morning, it's not good. It's like, I think, I think business owners that take that into consideration, I
6: think it makes so much sense. So my big thing is I want people to come to work and enjoy what they do. And if they respect me, I'll respect you kind of a thing. And it is a very different mentality. Um, that a lot of kitchens don't have. and some people have been able to continue that with me, and some people haven't been able to because they you know might take advantage of that situation or whatever. And it's definitely something that we are molding for sure mm-hmm. um, because you want to, you know if if somebody's having a bad day and they can't come in, you have to pick up their slack. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then the business suffers. And right. the thought is, well, then when they have a bad day, the person that they picked up their Slack for will now pick up their Slack, you know? And so it's just this kind of give and take thing. Um, And I think it's really important to just make sure you want to work there. Otherwise, why would you stick around? Yeah. Why would you you be there? (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: You've been doing a lot of uh, really cool pop-ups lately.
6: Thank you. I
0: saw the one most recently with uh, a friend of the show, uh, Circles Ice Cream.
6: Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: They were doing Mm -hmm. a four bird circles pop-up and that I don't know. There was like a kind of a take on an ice cream sandwich <laughs> that I saw. I was so bad. I'm yes. always working during these pop-ups <laughs> and I was like, I had so much fobo. Yeah. I, I think we reposted. I was like, please go see this because it's like, this is, it looks great. Like the picture. Thank Can you. you describe what the picture was? On yeah. The front?
6: Um. So in February of 2021, I guess that would be, we moved to a new spot and it was much bigger than what I needed. And that was kind of the hope that we wouldn't have to move for a little while. And Wes from Circles Ice Cream contacted me and said, hey, do you have some extra space? Can I rent some? And so Wes and I share a space and uh, he operates out of there. Um, And we were talking about what we were doing um, and we were going to do steam bun sandwiches uh, with fried chicken. And we said, wouldn't it be awesome if we could just fry one of these steam buns like a donut and then shove some ice cream in it? Um, Stephen and I were in Chicago one time and we went to duck, duck, goat, Stephanie Izard's place. And we had this burrito, um, that was kind of like this crepe that was filled with ice cream, hoisin caramel, chili oil, fried wontons. It was just this, Ooh. I'm getting chills again. It telling you. It was <laughs> so good. And we were like, let's recreate that. So, um, it was a hoisin caramel. Uh, we did some fried wontons that we tossed in a chili, uh, chili five i love the chinese five spice oh yeah um and then added some chili crisp and uh, wes's brown butter ice cream (sighs) yeah
2: i love that like this is my favorite part of like discovering the food world like just people getting creative and then making things that you're not even dreaming of (laughs) like it's amazing and uh uh, like I love Wes like he he's just a creative that just like came up with the circles ice cream like hey what if I made ice cream this way mm-hmm. and so to see you guys kind of team up together is great. I,
6: I can uh, tease a little bit we're going to be doing a pop up on November 11th at the bakery. And we're going to do chi Cheese style fried ice cream.
0: Oh, my gosh.
6: Yeah, so we're actually going to take Wes's ice cream, throw it in the deep freeze, and then deep fry it. Let's go. Yeah, and it's from 4 to 7, so hopefully you're not working during that time.
0: I think, all right, I have enough time to take it off. Because <laughs> there you go. I want to I be there for the important stuff.
6: Yeah.
2: You did say something, too. I, I just feel like for some reason you're a lucky person. I don't know if you always fall into these things. Like your origin story, you said that you just got your culinary school paid for just because you were a good help can you talk about
4: that
6: well um i didn't get the culinary school paid for um the deal was basically if i paid for culinary school they would open up a bakery and i could run it um so when i was 15 my mom said you know i want you to learn the value of hard work and i want you to go out and get a job i'll pay for all the necessities but anything extra i want you to work for And so I worked at this uh, local pizza shop, worked there for about five years, and this couple that came in, I got to know them really well. And when I was a senior in high school, they said, what do you want to go to to college for? And I said, oh, just general studies till I figure it out. And they said, well, we used to live on the East Coast. We really miss Italian-style bakeries, and we've always wanted to have one here. We like your work ethic. If you pay to go to culinary school, we'll pay for the bakery, and you can run it. Oh, And I was like, I mean, I'm 18. I have nothing else to do. Why oh. not? Let's do it. So we started meeting, testing recipes. Um, I moved out to San Francisco to work at an Italian-style bakery. And then I came back and did not hear from them for several years until they walked through the doors of the place that I used to work. <laughs> and, yeah, that was uh, an interesting night for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I when I told my mom that I was going to culinary school, she was like, I can't even get you in the kitchen to make mac and cheese. <laughs> like, you're really going to culinary school. Um, but I fell into an industry that I love. I actually tried to leave the culinary industry and go to nursing school. I liked it, but I came back to food. Uh, it's just something that I really enjoy. I met my husband through there, a lot of friends through there. So I'm definitely staying around. Love it.
0: And you're really good at it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's, uh, can we take a quick pause, real quick? welcome back we're talking with uh chef jenna and rue from four birds bakery uh let's talk about some of the food that we had today you came on a very special day i did and unbeknownst to you
6: nope
0: <laughs> uh that so
2: wait you didn't know it was going to be the fall of the patriarchy no
6: i i asked ike you know what do i need to know and he said to show up twelve thirty this address if you have trouble give this number a call and i was like okay oh wow yeah yeah
0: that's awesome You know, she's one of been one of the most elusive guests on Harder Brunch. I've been trying to get her on for three years. Oh wow! Uh, She she was at the you were at the top list of people that I wanted originally, and every time I'm trying to get you on, you've been busy, which is great for your business, but it's not for the podcast. (laughs) And uh, then we even had her husband on as like a consolation prize. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was wonderful. but yeah, we've been—I've been trying to get you on the on the show for like the better part of three years. Like, the I whole, did not know Hard that. to get whole Apparently time. So. Well, with business owners, is like Sundays are can be really rough, you yeah. know. And then we had that whole COVID thing, and mm-hmm. um, so very excited you're here. And so I wanted to do something special. And uh, I always get a little nervous when I have chefs on. I'm like, oh, what do I cook for chef? <laughs> And uh, a lot of times, too, we'll just do like fun stuff like burgers and pizza and barbecue. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been wanting to also do this fall of the patriarchy idea and have some of our talented uh, women, uh, cooks, and chef friends on. And uh, man, did they knock it out of the park today? They
6: definitely knocked it out of the park. If you, if I wish that you would have told me anything, it would have been to wear stretchy pants today because, yeah. like, I think it was course two. I was like, how many more courses do we have? Because I am filling up. Did your husband not
0: warn you? Did he not tell you you were going to eat a lot?
6: No. He told me just that, you know, come hungry. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to eat five courses of delicious, you know, eat every single ounce of it food. So
0: I I think we need to work on just getting like a kind of like, what what would you call that, Zach? Like a best practices thing that we said to people. Just be like. I would agree. Like outside of come hungry, like called stretchy pants like it's a marathon not a race Correct. because yeah. a lot of times people will fill up on the first course uh-huh. or the first court two courses right. and not realize what's yet left to come
6: yeah when uh the giant platter of fried chicken came out i was yeah. like oh no <laughs> like, i don't have enough room for this <laughs> yeah
2: i panicked when i saw everybody like just going down on that you even chicken. said something yeah i was like oh shoot i gotta say something i'm gonna kill them
0: <laughs> yeah. and i ran I'm like hey guys don't eat that chicken i mean <laughs> do eat it but we do have boxes yeah Yeah. i was worried yeah Um uh, man i i one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is I get to talk and hang out with some of the most talented people in the city. Yeah. And then, uh, extra fortunate that a lot of those people just kind of linger around to become part of the show. Like Mm -hmm. everyone that's like, even like producer Zach, like he was a guest, you know, it was like he, uh, owned, uh, 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 batch number two mustard Mm -hmm. and then became part of the show. And then, Dad came on as a as a, a comic guest. It becomes a co-host, and you yeah. know, and I, and I I do like to say this. I did not get five courses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he said, "Just hey, whatever's in the fridge, just cook yourself a plate." i got
6: some play. Dominoes that's cold. Yeah, you know, over there.
0: <laughs> that yeah. microwave takes a little bit more, so put add an extra five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> it has evolved over time. There was what uh, what the early days. It was like kind of like oh, we're gonna be making like uh, one thing, and right? So I think when uh when he came out it was just like uh, what was it steak? Oh, it steak was steak and eggs, right? It was cured cured steak.
2: Sure. And there was like a, a special <laughs> butter that you put on it, a garlic butter. Uh-huh. And then, um but it was a special special steak. It wasn't just any type of not yeah, like, special
7: special care steak day. Yes.
4: <laughs> I
2: remember. And and, uh, and the, and then you had another guest on. It was, it was wonderful. I was like, this is a neat idea. And I kind of saw the idea. But it wasn't until I moved in and I would wake up every morning and there would be people, like, eating and dining. And I could get up whenever I want. I had no responsibilities. And he was cooking this a massive feast. So I was like,
0: oh, like, this is something. He also wasn't part of the show, so he would just wander out That just like, yeah.
6: Gnaw on a fried chicken and piece. And yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Go back to bed.
2: Right. <laughs> like, who is this guy? <laughs> I do oh, yeah, This is my new roommate.
6: Well, it's an awesome concept. I mean, I feel like there are a lot of people out there that I would like to know more about and getting them on the show with some delicious food. Why not? So,
0: who, smart. Who, who would you interview if you could? Ooh, good question. Oh,
6: gosh. That's a loaded question. Um,
2: From Indianapolis.
6: I don't. We were actually talking the other day in the bakery, and I'll ask you guys this question as well: um, If you could see one thing be more socially acceptable that isn't already a you know discussing topic, what would it be? And my answer was, I want to be able to walk up to someone that I know nothing about who is different than me and say, "Explain this to me," or "Tell me about this," or "Tell me about you." And you know, I see um, Ruchi Marie from. Um, chai high tea i think is the company and she's indian and i would love to know more about you know her brother got married and i saw a few of the pictures and it's like i really just want to sit down for four hours and be like tell me every single second oh wow yeah i mean i love cultures and um just learning about different things that i don't know anything about you know i've always said if i could choose to do anything in the world it would be a combination of kind of what Alton Brown does where he explains like the science of food yeah. and then kind of what Anthony Bourdain did where he just would go to the hole in the wall, you know, people's homes and, and things of that nature and just explore them and tell people, you know, this is a Ethiopian dish and this is why it's important and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be super cool. You know,
0: you know what I'd like to pitch to you as something that I think you, you, you and your husband should do? 'Cause I know you guys are like food nerds and mm-hmm. when you guys go on vacation you like make these <laughs> elaborate plans. We do. To to hit and uh, like I'm the same way, but I feel like you guys are more there's more uh, method to your guys' plans than we mine. We
6: have a spreadsheet, yeah. actually. <laughs> oh.
0: So, like, yeah. I grew up in a family full of bird watchers. Okay. And, uh, a lo- like, once you, once you get pretty deep into the bird watching game, uh-huh. uh, they will actually, you pay, like, these people to, the, like, lead trips. And they're like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to look for this bird. Or we're going to go to this part of the country. We're going to take so many days. And then, like, you have this trip that's just like... I think you guys should do food tours like that where you go scout these places out ahead of the time yeah, and then you have people sign up, pay you, and then they take you and then you like talk about the city, talk about yeah. the food culture, take them. Steven like, knows
6: a ton of random history as well. so oh, you got could, it. Yeah. I think
0: you guys would be great at that.
2: A food tour, like you, you take them on a tour
0: guide? Yeah. I oh. would
6: love to do that. So we have um, a spreadsheet for different cities that we've been to and the way it started was... Steven's mom lives in Olympia, Washington. Um, one time when we went out there, we flew into Portland, did that for a few days, and then drove up to see his mom. And we ate at a ton of different places um, that we really liked. But then when people would ask us, where was that one place that you had that one thing? We couldn't remember. And so it's like, all right, we'll just start writing them down on a sheet, and then we can share that sheet with whoever asks. Well, that has now grown into different tabs for different cities. And I think, like, St. Louis has 150 different places on it <laughs> that we love to go. <laughs> wow. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something that we love, but we've never done it here in Indy. Oh, wow. We've never, like, been a tourist in our own city kind of Ooh. a thing. Um, so I think that'd be really cool to just have yeah. somebody be like, hey, let's go with you and try a bunch of food. Because if you go out to a place with two of you, you can't eat nearly as much versus mm-hmm. if you have three or four people you know, you can split it all a lot more.
2: Right. Well, this is what I'd say. Put harder brunch on, on the first stop. Okay. Like They don't have to eat here, but like,
6: (laughs) or maybe, maybe you guys should just go with us.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I would do a food tour any day of the week. Absolutely. Hey job. I quit.
6: (laughs) (laughs) We're actually going out to, um, wine country in November and we're going to go to Napa and Sonoma and Russian river and we're going to go have dinner out there. Um, I'm super excited. We're actually going to eat at the French Laundry.
0: Oh, I know. How long a wait is that?
6: Um, Well, a friend of mine wanted to surprise her husband with um, tickets for this event that they're having with a chef from Paris and um, wanted to do it for Christmas and his birthday. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't just buy two seats. They only had tables. Mm-hmm. And so she said, if you get yourself out there and pay for flight and hotel, you can go to dinner with us. And so we're going to dinner at the French Laundry. So
0: Thad that, that, that doesn't know this, but the, the well, French here, Laundry. You just
2: named two things I don't like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> laundry and French. But, well, this <laughs> is
0: like, uh, there's like a laundromat. And then like, there's like a secret door and you knock on the door three times. And this is this a lie? And there's, a, there's, there's like a little hit. No, there's a restaurant behind the laundromat. And okay. you go in and it seats like four people. And. But it's like you have to get like like you have to get tickets way far in advance.
2: But it's only seats four people. This yeah. is
0: not a good business model. No, it's
2: it's it's a terrible it's, business. I mean, model.
6: I mean, our table is a table of six. So yeah. if that tells you anything. Oh, it tells <laughs> me that he is lying. <laughs> Dyke yeah. is part French.
2: So uh, yeah. I
0: I see.
6: But yeah, um, I'll be sure to take some notes on places to go out there because you know San Francisco is beautiful. California is awesome. So.
0: And in the meantime, I will just be. Recreating Thomas Keller dishes in my own house <laughs> right. with my cookbook.
2: <laughs> I will say a lot of people probably don't know what the French laundry is. People listening right now, they're probably like, wait, tell us actually what the French laundry is. It's a very famous restaurant. Famous? Yeah. World, so
6: probably world famous.
2: World famous? World famous, I would say. Okay. All right.
6: Have you heard of the chef Thomas Keller before?
2: Wait, let me, let me, okay. Uh, Thomas Keller. Yes. Oh, Mr. Keller. No, I have not. <laughs>
6: Well, it's his restaurant. You talking yeah. about
2: Tommy Kills?
6: You <laughs> <laughs> talking about big Tommy Kills? <laughs> we t- we're talking about TK? Dyke oh. goes way back with it. <laughs> yeah.
0: He used to over eat chicken all the time.
6: <laughs> but yeah, enough about that. Um,
0: all right, guys. If you
2: guys want to know about the French laundry, just look it up yourselves. <laughs> it's probably not that good.
6: I hear the food sucks, but. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so when you're not running a business. Yes. Being a mom. Yes. Being a wife.
6: Yes. Mm. Uh,
0: what do you like to do just for you for fun?
6: Is there time for that? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. There's got to be... Um, I like to build things. Okay. Um, when we had the bakery on Virginia Avenue, I built um, this bookcase that stored all of our office stuff and then I also built the desk that was there. Nice. Um, we have a thing that goes over our washer and dryer, like a little shelf. Uh, I built that. It makes and- sense. You
0: got... Because you, if you're baker then you got math and science brain well
6: i should say i basically go to a friend of mine her name's beth and i say hey beth i want to make this okay. how do we do it <laughs> and then she says well you need to tone it back a little bit because that's a lot and then this is how you do it and she helps me build it so uh she really does all the math and then i just cut things and screw them together so
0: so i'm like the least handy person you'll ever meet and yeah. i i built that little uh, outdoor pizza oven uh-huh okay. i mean granted it, it's like adult legos it was just bricks <laughs> and two paver stoves. Sure. but when i made it like built it and then it actually worked and it cooked a pizza
6: it feels great yeah i was it? Just yeah.
0: like man I, I really built something
6: yeah we uh, moved into our house and every single cabinet has one shelf right in the middle regardless of how <laughs> tall it is and i was like we can't put anything in here and so um there's this tool that you can put against the side of it and it has the holes spaced out and you can just put your drill through and it'll make sure that you don't uh drill all the way through the cabinet and i went through and redid all of our cabinets and put more shelves in them and it's it's a lot of fun we kind of tease that anytime that there are tools on the christmas list people will say will you ask steven what he wants for this and it's like no that's not for steven that's actually for me but yeah i really enjoy it
0: i uh i used to my i used to live with my ex-girlfriend and uh we would host international students. Oh, and that's cool! So we had this student. Uh, we had from all over the world. We had kids from Japan, kids from like all over the place. But we had this one student that lived with us for like better, like almost like two years, and he was from Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And these are all rich kids, you know, to come over and, and, and uh, take ELS and and go through like they go to like to the the Kelly School of Business or whatever. Sure. Uh, so this was a very rich privileged saudi arabian kid who got a culture shock when he was coming over here and he would watch me cook the food cook the meal and then my ex-girlfriend would like fix the sink when it broke or whatever Mm -hmm. and i remember the first time i was like doing dishes after like a meal he just walked in and just looked at me like in bewildered disgust (laughs) i feel like it was the best way just like what are you yeah. doing? My like,
6: uncle called one time and he's like, what are you doing? And I said, cutting the grass. And he's like, well, what's Steven doing? I said, cooking dinner. And he said, you guys have your roles reversed. And it's like, no, <laughs> oh. this is actually, if we want to have a delicious dinner, yeah. Steven's going to cook it. <laughs>
0: Aces in places. Yes, for sure. Now, are you one of those, uh, are you one of those uh, baking chefs that are like, yeah, I can't cook savory, like, or?
6: No, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. I would like to learn more about it, but, you know, I, Get home at five or six at night, and by that point, Stephen's been at home by two, and he oh, usually... so he better
0: have dinner ready. <laughs>
6: <laughs> um, and so he usually has dinner ready. So, um, I definitely can, you know, cook some savory stuff, but I would say sweets are usually where I end up.
0: I love that. I love. I like. I always think it's funny when people are like, "Oh, I don't want to cook for you because you're like chefs." We got into the game because we love food.
6: But you just said that when you started the podcast. You just said I get really nervous when I have to cook for chefs.
0: I, I just no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're don't absolutely bad right. them out. But but what I do is like I, I never want to go like I never want to go fancy with chefs. Like yeah. with chefs I'm just like, let's just make some good food. Yeah, chefs don't I, want I, fancy. I, I know you're gonna Usually. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to impress you with some like no you know, hot cuisine, mm, you know, right. like let's just eat something that's going to like make us all full and regret our decisions.
6: (laughs) Sometimes simplicity is the best. I mean, you know, there are some great dishes out there that are kind of soul warming that are just plain and simple. You Mm -hmm. don't always need fancy.
0: What would you go ahead?
2: No, I was just going to say like, I, I get that because like the one time you had me cook for harder brunch, I was, I was panicking. I was scared. I didn't know because like there's a bunch of chefs, people like that know food. I'm like, I don't know jack squat about food i know how to eat but like that's about it and then so just having people judge you it's a it's a bit of a scary thing but i think in indianapolis what i would really like to see is like just a one day a week or once a month like a food history class so you you pick one thing something that when alan sternberg comes here he talks about the history of food and then how people used it and like Mm -hmm. why they cook it this way and so like anytime I'm cooking with him or he's cooking, I'm watching him uh, like he he explains like why we're doing this, right, and I think that'd be so educational for people to be able to do that once once a month. You know he makes most of that up, right? He just oh, you think he lies? yeah well, I mean, I thought he was telling the truth <laughs>
7: <laughs> He keeps such a straight face. He does
2: keep a straight face
6: i I do have to say for anybody out there who gets really nervous to cook for a chef. Go back to your comfort food, whether that's, you know, that dish that your mom made that you've made a million times that Mm. you just know by heart or whether that's some recipe that you found that's just your go to recipe. PB&J. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with a delicious PB&J and a glass of cold milk. Yeah. I mean, we actually ate that for the whole week last week. (laughs) So, So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in our household, Stephen cooks on Monday and we eat that for four days and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we go out to eat. And so, um, last week we had a whole bunch of stuff going on and I just looked at Steven and I said, don't try too hard. Just eat peanut butter and jelly. It's fine. We'll get some chips. We'll get cool. some fruit. It'll be fine. Yes. And we just had peanut butter and jelly the whole week.
2: Can we do can next week or, or not next, next week, next month. Can we do a PB and J gourmet day?
7: Sure. And I'm, I'll I'm be the chef. That. Yeah.
2: You're down for that? We can each do one. You guys want to compete? Yeah. You guys will lose if we're going against <laughs> me. <laughs> Like I don't mess around, Zach. When it comes down to it,
7: I'm doing a Haitian PB and J. Can't that's <laughs> nope. food? I already, app- I already called it appropriation. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm appropriating.
2: Yeah, you can't appropriate with food.
0: Did we already kind of do this when we were camping? <laughs> Did we already try to do like? Uh, oh,
7: I definitely won
2: that battle. The pies, your your guys's pies suck because they are burnt to hell.
7: Well, mine wasn't.
2: You remember his undercooked
7: pie, Yeah, no, his was terrible. I would have taken any of the burnt pies over what you did.
6: The best PB&J in my book is made with black raspberry jelly. Ooh. Mm. Yes. My great-grandma used to make black raspberry jelly. Not a lot of people make it. Black raspberries are hard to pick. They're hard to find. Um, And... Yeah, it's delicious. We actually get black raspberry jelly shipped from Amazon because we that's oh, the only wow. jelly we have in-house. How
0: oh, do you gosh. feel about uh, lingonberry jelly? That's good.
6: It is good. I don't know that I would put it on a PPJ, but why not?
0: What about, okay,
2: I like strawberry preserves. I'm not going to give my secrets sure. away. I think that's really good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, back where I grew up in the north, uh, it was I think it was North Manchester, they had this pizza hut that would serve a peanut butter and jelly pizza. What? Yeah, and it was delicious.
6: I bet it was amazing.
2: Dang it. I just gave all my secrets <laughs> away.
0: We'll do this in like next year when everybody forgets. Nice. What do you uh what do you do for like entertainment? Like what's your go-to like?
6: We if we have a free weekend, we love to just go to a nearby city and just explore it. Um we went to Columbus, Ohio recently. Um I never really had heard much about Columbus, and it's an awesome food city. Um, There was one time Stephen was looking up a brewery. This is many, many, many years ago. And I said, what are you looking at? And he said, oh, there's this brewery um, out in Wisconsin that I really want to go to. And I said, what's it called? And he said, New Glarus. And I said, okay, well, why don't we go? And he goes, well, it's like a five-hour drive. And I said, yeah, we have two days off. Let's just go. And so we drove 36 hours. Or I'm sorry, we drove 708 miles in 36 hours. We went through Chicago first, we went over to um, Madison, spent the night, had dinner, drove down to New Glarus, hit a barbecue shop in the middle of nowhere, and then came home.
0: I love those kind of vacations. And oh that's gosh. the
6: thing, it's like, if you have a free weekend, that's what we like to do, just, you know, go to Louisville, go to yeah. Cincinnati, like, where you ever we live. You got hit
0: up all the Michigan breweries?
6: I haven't, and I would love to. That is a really fun time. <clears throat> We actually want to take a bus and go through Goshen. Uh-huh. There's a pizza place there called Pizza Venturi. And Esquire rated it one of the 15 most life-changing pizzas in the country. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's one of the only DOC-certified pizza places. And DOC, if you don't know, it's basically um, there's this group that they regulate Naples-style pizza. So it all has to meet this specific standard. And um, they are one of 80, I think, DOC-certified places in the country. And so we want to go through Goshen, eat pizza, and then go up into Michigan, go to a bunch of breweries, and then come back. But we haven't found the bus for that yet, so.
4: Can
2: I ask what does DOC say? Detention of corrections? Or what was <laughs> like, th- this
0: is prison pizza, right? <laughs> yes, yes, totally. This will change your life. Yes. It'll get you right yes. back into...
6: <laughs> It'll put you right back in the slammer, for
0: sure. <laughs> that, do you have a special, like, pizza crust recipe?
6: I don't. Um, Steven is kind of on a pizza kick right now. Okay. Um, we did a pop-up not too long ago with pizzas. And he's done everything from... Um, like naples style to grandma pizzas he calls it um detroit style super thin bar crust style i mean we try it all in our household so
0: well if you guys ever want to come over to use my new wood fire it's 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 there love it only 20 bucks an hour yeah, yeah <laughs> it sounds great <laughs> and i have to eat some of the pizza you
6: know? yeah, that's yeah that's fair
0: that's fair Jason, as it comes out
6: right
2: zach uh, i would like to talk about your crust uh that you <laughs> just made um it was uh, it was an amazing crust. I'm still trying to figure out. Did you do something special to that crust?
7: Well, I mean, aside like I think the biggest thing you can do is make it like a couple days out and, get, oh, okay. and give it time in the in the fridge to kind of work and and rest and everything. And honestly, I think that the the bricks in that oven make it better. Made it, yeah. I will because say that I think the 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 ceramic does such a better job at transferring the heat mm-hmm. that it, I mean it. Makes everything a lot better. That okay. that same dough in the inside oven wouldn't been nearly as good.
2: Oh, okay, okay. I will say this: a lot of people said this. It wasn't just me. Um, they said it reminded them of DiGiorno pizza, and that that's that's not a diss. If you yeah. laugh at DiGiorno pizza, no, I wasn't. No, um, no. Here's the thing: because you know what I'm talking about, that type, the same type. Yeah, of... Yeah, it's like delivery. Well, it's not delivery. But but yeah, it's more it's, like it's DiGiorno. DiGiorno. Yeah. I will have you guys know that my aunt was on the team. This is not a lie. The DiGiorno team? Yes. Haitian bobsled N- team? No. <laughs> Guys, are we going to be just joking around, or is this a food podcast? <laughs> All
7: right. Okay, we're being serious. Haitian bobsled team.
2: All right. Yeah, she was on. She worked for Kraft, and she uh, created the, the recipe for DiGiorno. She was on that, that team. And so DiGiorno is kind of like home for me. So it's a, it's a compliment that I was trying to give you. Well, thank you. That I regret now. (laughs) (laughs) I really
7: appreciate it.
0: Which chemical did she contribute to the Detroit Pizza crust? Aspartame. (laughs) No, I don't know. Uh, Jenna, real quick, you kind of ran through this a bit before we started recording, but I would love for you to maybe hold up some of these. You brought all these (laughs) wonderful products in, and just maybe, you know, maybe not all of them, or whatever you want to, like just hold it up real quick for the camera and just kind of show. Sure. uh, some of the wonderful things that you make in Four Birds.
6: So we have sour cream biscuits. Um, Ooh. They are super flaky, buttery. They toast up really, really well. Uh, when you toast them, they're kind of pillowy and crunchy on the outside. Um, a lot of people know us for our English muffins. Because so, um,
0: not many people make English not muffins Not many people
6: scratch. make English muffins from scratch. Nope. Ours have uh, Greek yogurt in them, so they have a little bit of tang to them. Um, and then we have salted chocolate chip. Um, this is one of the recipes I grew up on as a kid. Um, so it kind of has a special place in my heart. And then um, we have the oatmeal maple pecan cookie. This is the cookie that started the business. And um, it's chewy. It's crunchy. It's salty. It's sweet. It's just kind of all the things that you want. We actually created a candle uh, for the holidays. That is oatmeal maple pecan candle. That's or cookie. what smells. Yeah. Uh-huh. That candle smells delicious. Thank you. It smells great. Um, So we'll have those for sale um, throughout the holidays. And then, if you could hold up that pack right there, um, we during the pandemic we started something that uh, was our charity cookie program. So every quarter we create a different cookie flavor, and the proceeds from that go to a different charity. And so this quarter it's Big Brother Big Sisters, and that is a black tea and honey cookie. Um, so we use English breakfast, um, tea, ground it up, put it inside the cookie and then took honey granules and rolled it in honey granules. Um, we did it to pair with eighth days, um, Earl gin and tonic. Ooh, uh, yeah.
2: I love that. <laughs> yeah.
6: Um, and we're actually going to be doing a, uh, an event next year. Um, hopefully if we can get it all worked out. Um, to where we're going to be sponsoring some families for Christmas. Oh, wow. And all of our team can go and shop for whatever it is that those families need. And then they can come to the bakery and hopefully we could get Santa to show up and they could have cookies and presents with Santa. So uh, the hope is that different proceeds from our charity cookies could go towards that for the end of next year.
2: I love that. It's awesome. I'd love to help out anyway. If you need a Thanks. Santa... Love it. If you need a Santa to show up, I will do that. You
6: have the voice what? for it.
2: Do you know Santa? No, I'm, I am. I would play Santa. We'd be play Santa. I'd be Santa.
0: What, what are you confused about? Well, there's like one Santa, so you're gonna like call him or something. Yes. Oh, Okay.
6: You're just gonna represent him because he's very busy yes. and he needs people to represent him. Yes.
0: Yeah. I gotta say. It's a problem if you work anywhere that sells four birds cookies. <laughs> you don't because, speak from experience. <laughs> um, it'll turn into your breakfast.
6: It does. And yeah. You come in
0: and you yeah. eat like a like a, one of those big cookies for breakfast. I, I blame some of this year's weight gain on, on four birds.
6: I was already told that someone's attorney was going to be reaching out to me because <laughs> his weight gain was from four birds.
0: That was supposed to be undisclosed.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and and uh, this is a real bread product, right? It so is, you yes. can't just leave it out outside no, for a month.
6: We get a lot of people that will, even though it says on the label, keep refrigerated, um, we get a few people that will say, hey... left this on the counter for seven to ten days and it started to mold and it's like well we don't use any preservatives it is made with yeast and it will mold so make sure you refrigerate it
0: did you skip the whole like farmer's market thing like did you not did you you not ever do like the farmer's markets
6: no we do garfield park farmer's market oh every week every other week okay um this is actually our fifth year doing it um and every other week we make breakfast sandwiches there um, and in four years, we have never recreated the same sandwich. So, wow. Oh. Yeah, we do. do. you have a spreadsheet? I don't. <laughs> no. Um, but Steven always likes to just play around with different things and we come up with, you know, different flavor combinations and we've, our last one, we always do a smash burger and that was actually this past weekend and we did a patty melt, um, for breakfast. So that was pretty awesome. And we've done everything from. Asian-inspired to Mexican to, you know, we went out to uh, Charleston one time and we did one with guava jelly and cream cheese. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, we do lots of stuff. So it prevents us from opening up a restaurant.
0: (laughs) I think it's all, I, I feel like there's a certain club, and Zach's definitely in this club of people that have worked farmer's markets and you get... You get a real interesting uh, selection of people that you... You do. You get Um, to meet. Uh, Some real interesting questions.
6: Yes. Uh, Some people think that four birds is for bird consumption. Mm. Um, I did have someone uh, this past Saturday. My daughter was in a carrier on the front of me asleep. And he said, your daughter's really beautiful. And I said, thank you very much. And he said, can I take a picture of her? And I said I would prefer that you do not. <laughs> yeah. So <What>? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, there are different people out there that's full
2: disclosure mine. i i thought it was gonna be a nice picture for <laughs> for brunch <laughs> full disclosure
0: because i knew they were coming does anyone ever have any like helpful suggestions for you when they come oh out?
6: yeah uh <laughs> lots of people have helpful suggestions um somebody told us that our biscuits were the worst thing that they had ever had and suggested that they or that we come up with a different recipe for them um, we had one person that actually.
2: Go ahead, you <laughs> were gonna say something.
7: Oh no, I just just commiserating. I had a guy who must have watched like the the documentary behind Sriracha uh-huh. the day before because <laughs> he came uh-huh. and just stood in front of my stand and told me about everything sriracha did right uh-huh. and everything i'm doing wrong yes. he's like well you know in the documentary they had them really cheap
6: right He's like these
7: should be cheaper you <laughs> yeah. know
6: yeah we had somebody that told me that they could go to the grocery and buy cookies for cheaper than what i was selling them for oh, yeah i um, got
7: i got put i got put sampling mustard right across like the aisle from the french's mustard one day <laughs> and so the whole time it was like wow your mustard's five dollars what about this you know 50 cent mustard <laughs> right, right. it was yeah. fucking terrible we
6: also um this was and still gets me. Um, this person walked in uh, to the bakery actually and wanted to purchase some of our cookies. And I said, all right, you know, what do you want? And they said, well, I heard about these uh, charity cookies and I would like to try them. Are, are they good? And I said, yeah, we just baked some off and we had one that broke. Would you want to try it? I'll give you a sample. And so they tried it and they said, wow, you know, that's really delicious. I'd like to buy a pack. And I said, okay. So I get it together. We're ringing them out. And they open up the pack of four cookies and they take a bite out of one. And they said, I don't want these anymore. And I said, I'm I'm sorry. And they said, yeah, these don't taste like those. (laughs) And I said, they all came from the same batch. And they said, well, these aren't as chewy as those. And I said, I'm sorry, but it's the same batch. You know, maybe there was a little bit of extra butter in that one that came from the bottom or something. I don't know. And they said, "Well, maybe you should change the recipe." Oh, and I was like, "Okay, this one's broken." <laughs> yeah, so we wow. definitely had some interesting. What was the guy
7: that wanted you help. to make blueberry mustard? I, I got that one a couple of times. I think there is somebody that made a really popular blueberry mustard. Ah, uh-huh. and uh, they, I mean, people would request random, random flavors from you, and then they wouldn't be buyers they no. come up and they'd be like well i'd buy from you if you had you know cardamom cookies or right something yeah. bizarre yeah and i'm pretty sure they never would
6: well in the same breath i had somebody tell me that we should add more cranberries to our cinnamon cranberry cookie and it should be cheaper oh and I, i'm thinking to myself well if we had more cranberries <laughs> it's going to be more expensive but yeah you know that's okay people
0: come up to that after comedy shows all the time and they're just like write funnier jokes you know maybe if you wrote funnier and more of them, you'd be successful.
2: <laughs> I think uh, it's rude. Well, it is rude. This is rude when people try to correct you in that in that way. Um, I, and I told you that in confidence as well. I, I do want to say something. Um, if you guys are messing with Thorbirds, trying to tell them to up their their recipes and all that <laughs> stuff, listen. They're harder brunch back now, so back off. We we. Can we threaten people? Yeah, on this podcast? sure. You can't. We will kill you.
6: <laughs> all right. I do not back that. Yeah. But.
2: <laughs> she backs it. Harder
0: brunch and all subsidiaries does not.
6: Okay. My no violence. No, we
2: we won't kill you. I guess we can't say that anymore with cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> you can't threaten anybody, but uh, we will give you four birds. And I'm not talking about the ones that fly in the air. I'm talking about the middle fingers, baby. Oh.
0: Hey. <laughs> uh, maybe that's a. A joke that you bring up in farmer's markets there you go well someone suggested
6: away. that we have a t-shirt that just has uh four birds sitting on a uh like a tree branch and one of them is taller than the other uh, so it looks like a oh
2: yeah. very subtle yeah
4: i like it
6: yep
0: can you uh drop a beat for me there, that ground Jenon rue thank you i'm glad we finally after three years got you on i hope it's not another three years before you come please, back please
6: do not make it another three years um,
0: I, I think may, we should have uh both of them on well Husband we could, and we and could do another couples counseling a couple's counseling yeah oh yeah like yeah. a willie bostick yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Or so maybe you guys figure out a problem and then come on and then <laughs> we'll solve it for you <laughs> yeah with food we do there <laughs> <you go>. <laughs> yes <laughs> uh where can people find you and follow you and buy all these wonderful products
6: absolutely so we have clients from uh, Westfield to Greenwood. Um, that is listed on our website, fourbirdsbakery.com, and that is the number four. And um, we have a list of clients there. You can also find us at the Garfield Park Farmer's Market from May through October. And you can also come to the bakery for our pop-ups. We do one a month, and then we also have the retail days on Friday.
7: Zach Roan. find me at Zach underscore Rone on all social media
2: that is jay mckee you can find me at four middle fingers.com
0: <laughs> or at thad mckee on instagram i'm at dyke michaels on all social media we also do a hilarious patreon show called after brunch yeah. where me and thad like to talk about you know topics of the day break them down break them down sensually Sen- sensually yeah uh you go to patreon.com backslash hard brunch and it's only three dollars Yes, it's
2: only three dollars. You'll hear about Dyke's amazing stories, uh, where he's possibly uh, can't bleep this out, crapped his pants, um, <laughs> bleeped his pants. Yeah, it's a little. It's, it's not for the kids, no. It's not for the kids
0: or adults, really. It's not for <laughs> most people. Not for anyone. <laughs> yes. uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Uh, bye bye. It's FUBU for us, by us. <laughs>